Welcome to Beyond the Field, a property and finance series powered by Money Empire. The content you are about to hear is designed to educate and inspire you to tick off your property and finance goals. And when we say beyond the field, we mean your field, whatever that may be. Money Empire is an experienced financial advisory firm with over 10 years experience. We deal in this world day in, day out and want to give you, the loyal listener, exclusive access to behind the scenes of the property and finance industry. We've helped thousands of clients with their financial journeys, everything from first home buyers right through to managing clients with extensive property portfolios from New Zealand and abroad. Each week, BTF includes special guest episodes. We chat with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, sports stars, and the stories of everyday people. Now it is your turn to take back control of your future. So kick back and absorb. I'm Issa Nasewa. And this is part two of Issa's Rugby Miniseries. Issa, what are we talking about today? Today we're going to discuss transition and retirement and how to prepare for transition and retirement. This is a topic that I have a lot of interest in, um, having gone through it twice and are now currently in it, uh, two years into my second retirement cycle. And I think you always hear the bad stories in uh, the media, um, how guys are portrayed, how they're failing. You hear of um, the really, really good stories of guys that uh, finish rugby and not uh, have to worry about finances or anything in between. Often these are always the high-profile athletes that have a huge social media following um, who are you know, a big enough icon in the world to announce their retirement. Um, and unfortunately, 95% of people uh, retire into the wilderness, uh, retire through a whole different set of means, and their world just changes overnight, but the rest of the world just carries on as normal, and there isn't a platform to announce your retirement. So I think everyone experiences um, transition and retirement at different times, and it's a unique challenge in itself. These two words will be so daunting for professional athletes, knowing that they've dedicated, in sometimes lucky cases like yourself, 15 years to to a life in professional sport, and then one day, or not one day, but maybe forecasting the future, going, well, I've got to retire soon, so what, what am I going to do next? You yeah, know? and I think the scary thing for the thing about that is it isn't after their last game. If they're lucky that they haven't retired through injury or... Um, you know, through a abrupt circumstance that just cut their career short. Often, I swear, the loneliest time in the changing room is about three months before the end of the season when you know you're not going to play anymore and all of a sudden the club you're at starts announcing all the new signings. You know, oh, we've signed this next big All Black or we've signed this big, you know, offshore star. Um, these are the new school, new schoolboy stars that are coming out or this is the academy guys that are going to have their, you know, big contracts for next year. All of a sudden you feel really small sitting there in the changing room with often a few months to go thinking, shit, I'm not playing rugby next year. Mm. Um, and have I prepared? And uh, am I ready for it? And that's often before the season ends, before that last game. So it's, you know, it's a bit of a bombshell moment when you realize that. Um, and what I'm really trying to help encourage guys to do is um, 
approach, you have your mentality sorted before that moment hits home. The problem is with the world we live in today and social media and media and publicity is you only ever hear or see the good stories of post-careers. You never hear the bad stories of people broke on their their ass or living on the street. Um, We do see that a little bit in America from professional sport and you hear about it a bit more, but we don't down here. So like you just mentioned, you're in the changing room, coming to the end of your contract. You could be late 20s or you could be late 30s and you don't know if you have a contract for next year. What goes on in your head? Look, it's a it's a real eerie feeling because, you know, some people are getting to the, if they're lucky enough to have a long, prolonged career, you know, some guys have family at home, some guys have kids, um, some guys have their kids in schools. And when the moment comes that you realize, crap, I'm not going to be signing on and I'm not going to be doing another preseason, all these emotions are f- running through your head. And unfortunately, you know, one thing I can guarantee is it will come to an end. A hundred percent, it'll come to an end. And when that end comes and when it's nigh, you sort of have this feeling like, hmm, where is the next paycheck coming from? Because you know when your last paycheck is going to be there, but where is the next one? And that in itself uh, mounts a whole lot of pressure on people. And, you know, unfortunately, if you haven't got your finances sorted or in a really good position, I think that's 70 to 80% of transition and retirement is understanding your finances and hoping they're in good order. You always say it um, to me, and I've always heard you say it, is that you always say rugby owes you nothing. Oh, believe me, I've read a lot of. I've got. I was lucky to transition twice, um, and you know, I got sent articles. I'll oh, read this. This will help you through transition. Or go and talk to this person. A hundred percent flat out, there. I'll waste the time. Um, one of the only article that actually rang bells in my head was probably by Corey Parker, and he said Broncos, Broncos, Broncos legend, one club wonder. He wrote an article, really interesting one, and he just said, you know understand that rugby is a professional sport at the end of the day and it will roll on with or without you you know it owes you nothing even though you've you know bled blood sweat and tears for you know 10 plus years if you're lucky it will just flick the switch and roll on without you and I think that's sometimes one of the biggest hurdles to grasp is something that you've you know lived and breathed and um, it's been your you know, sole purpose for a long time, all of a sudden that's taken away from you and you feel like it should give you something, man, rugby owes you nothing. So you got to get over that real quick. And your mates and your team or in the change room put their arm around you and say, you know, hey, it's all going to be okay. We're here to support you. But they're not here to put food on the table. They're not here to put your kids through school. They're not here to provide your next phase of life. You feel lonely. Yeah, you do. You really do. And um, that can come crushing down on a lot of people. Um my second chance to retire, you know, I probably dealt um, with a lot of these motions a year before finishing. Mm. I prepped myself for a year um, so I didn't run into the same hurdles as I did the first time. So there's a lot of steps that you can take to um, really safeguard yourself and buy yourself time yeah. in transition and retirement. Like you were quite proactive, like speaking openly, me and you talked for a long time about transitioning and getting into finance and and helping out professional athletes, especially rugby players. You really wanted to do that. It was a passion of yours. And 
yeah, like I said, we spoke to her a year before we came to the conclusion or decision that let's get you on board. This is really you. Yep. And, you know, I was very tactical throughout that year. I knew that I still had to uh, focus on my rugby, but I also knew I needed a positive distraction away from there. And that came in the form of, you know, my beautiful family, my four girls, and then mm. discussing things with you and looking forward to the next challenge. Yeah. I think the easy option for me in transition was to move into a coaching role. And I was going to say, not everyone has that luxury of getting a contract on the table to go straight into coaching because there's just not enough jobs and people don't have the specific skill set to do so. Yeah, it's a, it's a brutal environment, coaching. Um, you know, it is for some people. Some people uh, excel at it. But the reality is of going from a player to a coach is um, stark differences. It's It's polar opposites on what the approach you need to take but as I say that would have been the easy option for myself um, probably even for my family but for me at the time I was looking forward to a new challenge and I knew why I wanted to help people out Um, and I saw daily weekly monthly the same issues rugby players face especially around finance and property and helping themselves in retirement and that was a passion of mine to you know try and safeguard these guys a little bit um, to buy the time freedom mm. in retirement to figure out uh, to let guys figure out what they want to do. So that's where the word money or finance comes in play, right? That plays a big part. And you've always said it. You've got two types of retirement. You've got your professional sporting retirement. Then you go into working life, and then you got your working life for a career retirement at the age of sixty-five or seventy, whatever that may be. So you've got a very short window to do well earn a lot of money if you're good at what you do. Uh, and set yourself up. So you always say 70 to 80% of retirement in professional sport comes back to finance. Yep, absolutely. You know, you look, you know, I've moved for, I've moved all the way to the other side of the world twice. I've uh, finished up in Europe at, in Dublin and I understand the cost to move back to New Zealand and what that entails. Some guys contact me a month before retirement and start talking about, you know, interest rates, mortgage rates, uh, should I sell my house? I say, well, that's all well and good. Um, you know, it's probably going to cost you about, you know, three to five thousand euro to send a container home from Europe. Um, you got to think. Of, you got to think about changing schools. You got to think about, uh, you know, getting your bond back in rent. Um, where are you going to live in New Zealand if you need to put, you know, you know, if you're going to have to live with family or find rental income? All these immediate expenses. And I'm saying, guys, you got to stop thinking about two months ahead with mortgage and the like. You've got to actually realize these are your upfront costs immediately. Then look at you know, mortgage repayments and what the next six months look like. So all these things compound really, really quickly if you're not on top of it and you think you move into transition and um, and are on the road in retirement and rugby's already left, it's gone on, there's a preseason without you, um, you might or might not have a job to walk into um, and then all of a sudden all the stresses of finance um, really start to have a huge heavy toll um, on transition and retirement and the pressures come from everywhere and I think that's where guys struggle massively so yeah I do think that you know 70 to 80 percent of finance of retirement is comes down to finance and I know and, and an example which you have seen as a professional um, rugby player last year of contract offshore earning huge money good money uh, had been blown uh, didn't get offered a contract the following year and then all of a sudden could not even afford to fly his family home back to New Zealand. Yep, chucking those uh, the two extra credit cards that were maxed out um, and just sort of the recipe for the worst disaster to um, work your way into retirement. And then I think that's 
only then and there will they actually realize who is there to help you know are your agents that have been there your whole career um are they going to be there to help you when your retirement's over and you're not making them any coin anymore uh the friends and family that you think were friends and family all of us that are always had a handout are they going to be there helping you pay your next mortgage repayment helping you pay off those credit cards um helping you you know, think about the move uh, back to New Zealand often if you're coming from abroad. So all those things really um, can put a strain on people's lives. There's two 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 sort of phrases or quotes that stick in my mind when you've talked about it in the past to me, Sarah, around what the real world looks like. Looks like. And you always say, once you move into the real world, you're going back to the front of the bus and you've got to check your ego and leave it at the door and your new career. Tell us a bit about that. Hell yes. You know, transition lads, it's a challenge in itself, but if you are getting out of sport and getting out of rugby, um, you know, 100% be prepared to check your damn ego at the door. Uh, the reality is, whatever, if you're reading all those transition articles, when you're moving into the corporate world or into a new challenge, the reality is you're going to be sitting next to people that are usually younger than you, but also have 10 to 15 years experience on you. So you can take your uh, straight deck to the front of the bus just behind the coaches there because they have so much more industry knowledge. Um, And that is just the reality. You know, I'm currently sitting next to people in the office that are younger than me they have way more industry knowledge i definitely you definitely have the skills you learned as a rugby player um you know confidence competitiveness um communication communication your ability to accept criticism um and your ability to learn so there's a lot of practical skills that you'll have learnt but industry knowledge no matter if you've done all your finance papers or if you've studied at university that's one big thing you don't have so I think you've got to prepare yourself for that Um, be humble drop your ego and actually understand you've got to be moved back to the front of the bus and learn a bit Um, things will come in time but if you don't and if you really take that mindset that you had when you were leaving rugby into a new workplace, um, you'll struggle. That's the reality. And probably from my perspective on this and, and being a, a colleague of yours, a friend and a pair also too, um, you coming into this, you've come with a, a really open mind. You've come with literally no ego. You've stripped back and said, I know nothing. I'm starting from the bottom. Um, but your persistence and drive and the will to win or succeed in life from your sporting career really pushes through into I suppose the work you do and then you're going well hey I want to push the education on to the next generation coming through in sport to make sure that they go into a better position when they finish because you've come from uh, a modern slash older era and it's all changing again like I said with schoolboy stars signing at school on full contracts yeah it's a you know we're definitely in a new generation um you know i was lucky enough to come from that back end um of early professionalism to to finish up in 2018 but we're definitely in a new era and it's even more important now the the size of the contracts um the earlier guys are getting these contracts the more potential to earn more um you also flip that on its head and you've got such a good opportunity Mm. to learn and set yourself up and that's always one of my messages to a lot of the young guys that i sit down with is saying hey this will 100 come to an end at some stage but this is the 
this is the blueprint and this is sort of a guide of how to get ahead um, and you know as I always say every player is different but you're in a super position to get ahead if you just reach out and ask for a little bit of advice. Definitely and we've looked into actually um, a little bit on the American professional model and there's an advisor uh, in America that's one of the top ones and, and he has all the top guys like LeBron and all these guys on there and he actually takes a big chunk of their salary, doesn't he, and invests it for them on their behalf so that when they finish their career, they are set up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and he, you know, he, we're talking mega million dollar contracts um, and, you know, from day one giving up up to 65% of your contract and saying, you know, that's yours, go and invest it. But they've got the... You know, luxury of this this huge income, um, but they're making a smart and wise choice to say, "Hey, no, you know what? It's probably better off without me. Um, that way, I can live comfortably for the rest of my life." And you know, just in comparison, you know, some guys aren't on huge rugby contracts. Some guys are, but I think everyone's still got the ability to receive some good advice tailored to themselves and figure out a way to get ahead. And everyone's risk appetite and everyone's uh, desire around properties and finance will be different. Um, And you've got to take that all on board. You know, some guys will... solely focus on their family which is which is right in their own in their own minds and we'll figure out a way to do that but you know tailoring um, a specific plan and financial advice to certain people um, dependent on their risk is really important we always say what you earn at the end of the day is kind of irrelevant because the more you earn the more you spend so the less you earn the less you spend you actually become better with money so again putting the plan in place to, to make it work and understand what your situation is and, and where you need to go. But I know, Isa, that this will spark a lot of questions, I suppose, for your fraternity or your network of, of um, people that follow and listen to you. So where can people reach out if they want to reach you privately and maybe ask some questions or if they want you to cover a topic on this uh, in this podcast? Yeah, look, you can go to the Money Empire website. Um, all my details are there, Isa, at moneyempire.co.nz and also on Facebook on the registered financial advisor webpage or hit up my personal Facebook page you know a lot of the guys just get in touch drop me one message um, and then all it's about is sitting down and having a chat with someone you know that chat can be five minutes it can be an hour and you know that's all I do is um, ask for you to reach out and ask for that little bit of help because there's always uh, willing people like myself to give you some advice and give you some help along the way. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on this episode and hundreds more, you can visit us at Beyond the Field Podcast on all social platforms. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Now it's your turn to take control and build your empire beyond your field.